0: You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster d and Michael Panda.
1: Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms.
0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster d Joining me today, of course, it is Life with Panda. Panda, you just came off of casting yesterday. How was your week, my man?
1: Hey, man, it was a crazy week. Three casts, which are the most that I've done in a week period so far. So that was super fun. Got to do some stuff with Nursery Gamer and, of course, Practice Server on Monday and Tuesday. And then we did a little Atlantis Scrims Quarters tournament yesterday with the Legend Fallout. So tons of fun. Uh, really exciting to kind of get to dip my toes further in into the pool that is casting.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And all this, guys, while wow, it is holiday season. So, of course, if you guys celebrate the Thanksgiving, you know, if you're from the States, I know we got people that – Tune in internationally, anyways. There was Thanksgiving here for everyone in the states, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty big deal for Americans. We love to eat, and we eat well, and we drink well. <laughs> so I hope all of you guys did get to, of course, enjoy your holidays. Um, I'm sure someone's going to be curious as for our perspective, so we'll talk about it really quickly here. I just want to say I had a great time. I had a cousin uh, land down a couple weeks ago, so he's been here enjoying Texas with me, and it's it's our first time in our new home. So it was a it was a pretty awesome experience, of course, with the. Wife and I and the little one to um, at least have a, a family member over in and eat some good food, man. And, you know, we made those good Puerto Rican dishes. What would you end up doing for uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Well, you know, we're a little bit more basic here in New Jersey. Okay, okay. Uh, we, we went to a restaurant, got a nice little $100 bundle, and it had the turkey, it had the cranberry, it had the stuffing, the green beans, the works. So that's what we ended up doing with a, another close friend of ours, and that was our Thanksgiving here in New Jersey. Because we don't really have family close by and with everything going on unfortunately my family and her family was not really uh, willing to travel so we said you know what we will uh, do like a little mini friendsgiving and then a full friendsgiving actually today saturday the 28th
0: all right man well listen next time you know thanksgiving comes around i am inviting your white butt over to my side of town and we'll uh, hey. we'll get you some good Hispanic food. I got you taken care of. Some homemade cooking. Either way, though, guys, we have some awesome topics ahead of the day here. Um, a little bit of a delayed episode, so we'll try and you know bullet through some of these big topics as they come and and we kind of navigate through the show today. But of course, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Welcome back to another. Fortnite podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the new look. I haven't really asked anyone to give us feedback, but I think now's about the time. Uh feel free to leave a comment or a review under the episode. Hit the uh hit the rating there and also drop a message while you do it because we can see what it is that you guys feel about the new look. And I hope you guys enjoyed the new look coming into 2021. So let's hop into this though here, Life of Panda. We have topic number one of the day to kind of kick things off. It was gonna be the Nick A30 cup that just happened first off shout out to epic working with content creators and organizations to integrate inside the fortnite world but with that comes drama and this time around it was going to be a player by the name of archie fn who gets a 24-hour ban for supposedly supposedly stream sniping nick a30 talk me talk to me about what happened during this uh, instance here
1: Okay, so I looked at it from both perspectives. I watched some vods, tried to understand what was going on here, so this is the whole story. So RGFN was landing not too far away from Nick, where Nick A30 was landing, and he was landing just outside of weeping at that security building just to the east of it. So RGFN was landing on the hill next to the Sentinel graveyard. That drop wasn't working for RGFN, so he said, "You know what? I need to switch it up, which is a smart mentality to have as a player says, okay, I'm going to switch it up. Where am I going to go? And then he realizes Nick A30 is close by. And that is where it takes a toll for the worst. He immediately, on stream, is like, oh, man, this is free. If I land here, this, that, and the third. And it's like, come on, man. You guys are all in a competition together. But not only that, he basically stated that he stream sniped and that he intentionally griefed Nick A30 because he knew where he was going to be.
0: So do you think that he was kind of the victim of his own uh uh i guess mouth right in this instance
1: yeah i definitely think he was i don't think he he thought about what he was doing at all right he's he's live streaming in a tournament that was you had to to qualify to get in except for Nick a30 of course uh and then you're competing against some really really big names so you know you're gonna have more eyes on you and sure enough if you have eyes on you you need to be careful about what you say especially talking like, hey, I'm just going to go over where nick A30 is because I know I can beat him. I can beat him off-drop. This is no problem. And that is ex- exactly how he expressed it. So, unfortunate, but guess what, Archie? In my opinion, you kind of deserve that 24-hour ban, my man.
0: Yeah, it's It's crazy, man. How many eyeballs now from Epic are paying more and more attention, especially to the top streamers with some of this uh, stream sniping stuff that's going on. CypherPK had an instance literally just recently as well where a player again just hitting them with that stream snipe constantly uh, you know, interacting or, or, I guess, ruining his experiences. Not interacting with his experiences, but actually ruining his experiences as well, of course, within the Fortnite world. And um, yeah, Epic stepped up. They took care of the player and they banned him as well. And this is becoming a more and more recurring thing. So maybe because they're putting down the ban hammer, because they're becoming a little bit more, I guess, strict with it, we're seeing how that is resulting in, uh, in the Fortnite world. And not only on, it's crazy, because not only can you get in trouble on the Fortnite game, if you if the player was the it to escalate the situation, you would actually can get banned on the Twitch platform as well or your live streaming platform of choice.
1: Yeah, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do that right now. There is there is some conflicts like conflicting stories here saying that, oh, maybe Archie didn't stream snipe as much as he did grief. Regardless of what you did, it is warranting that 24-hour ban from Epic. And Epic did it in the middle of the tournament. So this was not something that they waited until later to provide this ban, no. Mid-tournament, they were watching, and they said, hey, you know what? I'm going to hit you with the ban hammer 24 hours. You can't come back in any kind of competitive event uh, throughout that period. So this is what you got to deal with, man.
0: That's crazy. And you know what's what's also crazy is that XQC streamer XQC got banned as well for stream sniping on Twitch during a Twitch Rivals event, which, again, this is like outside of Fortnite and you know everything else related but it still comes down to the same it's like a taboo thing within the Fortnite community or within the gaming community as a whole because we're we're hitting this evolution stage right everyone's actually streaming their perspective so it's pretty taboo for you to watch their perspective gain an unfair advantage and then go out and either one seek to um use that advantage to your benefit and or just grief and and you know I guess, catch a moment on stream, right? Uh, a frustration yeah. from the players. So, XQC was banned, I think, six months out of the Twitch Rivals tournament and banned for over a week, I believe, on the Twitch platform itself, which is a significant deal. You're talking about Twitch's um, largest influencer, right? One of their largest influencers getting banned. This kind of dates me back to how the doc was taken off the platform. They, they don't play yeah. when it comes down to enforcing these rules. And I'm going to go a little off the... I guess the timeline here of how we listed out everything, but I want to talk about DMCA bands as well, because we're on this band topic. There are players getting dropped left and right off the Twitch platform right now, off of DMCA bands.
1: Yeah, and I think people need to realize, right, that just because you don't have clips on, because you don't have mods on, Wait, wait, Panda.
0: Panda. Mm -hmm. Explain to everyone what a DMCA claim is, actually. I just realized we're throwing these acronyms around or whatever, right? Like, Let's just explain to viewers, actually, what is a DMCA claim?
1: Absolutely. So let's start from the top here. DMCA is uh, the act that was put into place a long time ago from the music industry. It's actually the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And what they do with that is they use it To enforce any kind of uh, interactions with their licensed uh, property. So, talking about music, for instance, DMCA comes into place when a musician has a licensed song under their name or under their label, and then you play that licensed song. When you're playing that licensed song, you're technically taking away, in their eyes, taking away profit from what they're doing, and you're profiting off of what they have done for free. So, that is when a DMCA strike can come into play, and even a potential lawsuit if a a label or an artist really wanted to dive in deep into it
0: yeah and twitch has these these medieval rules about three strikes and you're out so if you get three episodes worth of i don't know $0.50 music and $0.50 label decides to come after you and claim three different streams. That's how quickly your entire channel can be permanently banned off of the platform, ladies and gentlemen listening in. And because of this, this causes a huge ripple in the gaming scene. Everyone is panicking. Everyone was sent into a frenzy, forced to delete just uh, years of history and clips and videos, myself included. Now... I, of course, was very salty because I've been a content creator since 2012, right? So I had I had videos from back then. But lucky for me, a lot of uh, a lot of my best moments, I was throwing up on YouTube. So I didn't, it's, it's not all gone. But yes, a lot of my content was also stripped off the channel. And you can imagine there's other people that weren't as um, lucky as me, right? To have the opportunity to even archive some of it or, you know what I mean, be ahead of that curb. So it, it's caused this big issue. It's really caused this big issue because now Twitch streamers, uh, right, some of the bigger voices, some of the bigger advocates for this whole, I guess, situation going on right now, they're they're comparing Twitch to, like, why can't you get a license just like the TikTok? TikTok's using music. No one's getting claimed on there. What are you waiting for, Twitch? What are you waiting for, Amazon, right? Like, because they have these resources. So that is a really good question. What are you waiting for? What are they waiting for? They have the money, clearly. They have the infrastructure and the connections, Clearly. So, why not take the next hurdle? Why not innovate this space? Because uh, their, their platform's in turmoil right now.
1: Yeah, and I believe it was actually leaked that there was some conversation between Twitch and these labels to create some kind of uh, connection earlier this year. But it, from the sound of it, Twitch kind of dropped the ball, and unfortunately, they, they said, you know what, we're taking our offer off the table. We're not going to make this happen with you. And on top of that, that's now why we're going to start cracking down. Plus... If you saw what happened with the DMCA strikes, literally Twitch gave a 3-day notice. They yeah. put out a statement and they're like you have 3 days to remove all of your clips and vods. We're sorry. What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, and they didn't they like, didn't even equip the players, the the community members the streamers the content creators with the tools right not even a a single not even a little update to like make things easier streamline the process so anyways guys i know we went off on the little rabbit hole of bands and what's going on (laughs) in the twitch world but it all correlates it all correlates to one another it's crazy in the esports space there's always something happening let's get back to Fortnite though let's talk about aiden and nick Merckx. let's bring back the nostalgia here we mentioned cypher pk he's gonna pop up in this question here too or this uh, next topic because Aiden tweets out to Nick Merckx he says yo Cypher let me know when you're ready to drop PK Uh, because basically he's ready to jump right back into Fortnite competitive Twitter and listen Aiden is one of the hottest players in the world right now he resurged within the competitive I guess Call of Duty community alongside Nick Merckx they are like two of the crowning controller champs when it comes down to that community and what they're doing at scale But now Nick Merckx has really been advocating to get back to Fortnite, get back to his roots. And um, his community, they didn't seem too stoked about it.
1: Yeah, but I I love Nick Merckx's approach. I actually retweeted something that he tweeted out uh, today. And he basically said, he's like, you know what, look, I get it, guys. Some of you may not like Fortnite, but guess what? No one is doing it like Fortnite is. The building mechanic, the competitive nature of the game, it provides something that honestly no other game is going to do You look at Call of Duty, and it really hasn't changed. What what has Call of Duty done truly that's changed the dynamic compared to Fortnite? Whereas Fortnite does have that building aspect, the editing aspect, etc. But imagine, Monster. Imagine a Tilted Towers returns next year, and you have Aiden, Nick Merckx on top, them competing together in duos. That would be insane.
0: That would be a blast from the past. And like we said, just to kind of touch on another one of those topics Nick Merck was talking about, he said, hey, hater, love it. And you guys might not like this statement, but he claimed that Fortnite as a shooter has the highest skill cap ceiling when it comes down to esports. And it's because of the action per minute. So he really was, um, I guess, throwing fuel into the fire uh, and standing up for Fortnite, which was honestly quite refreshing to see. A big name that Um, of one of the few that have actually stepped away from the scene for a while but came back with nothing but positive things to say and nothing but respect for the players that are still here grinding the game, kind of like you guys, the listeners, right? Um, You know, he, he stood up for all of us. He stood up for the Fortnite community, and you have to admire that. You have to admire that he was going against the grain, really swimming up the... Up against the current of the river with this one, and he was yeah. willing to take the fire that came with it. Calling Fortnite one of the most competitive type of esports, and honestly, one of the best, most advanced shooters on the space, uh, which was crazy. This also piqued the interest of Comp Fortnite because Comp Fortnite responds to another person that was kind of jumping on this whole idea of "Yo, man, get Aiden back in, get Nick Merckx back in." This guy pitched the idea of. We need an Aiden and Nick Murk cut where it's only eliminations, four points. And, Confort and I had something to say about that.
1: Yeah, they actually responded with a little question mark. Like, hey, if that's in the works, guys, like that's going to be an insane tournament. Imagine all these players going up against each other. Eliminations only, no placement. Every, man, it's going to be hot drop central everywhere they go.
0: I hate to be the guy that brings like um I guess the the actual common sense of this whole thing, but you know, it, it wouldn't work. It really wouldn't work. We just had an event <laughs> called the Chipotle series happen this week. Yes, that's right. Chipotle also has a Fortnite series going on right now. Um, and they tried this crazy format that was heavily elimination-based. And it came down to this controversial response from the community because everyone was on the all of a sudden talking about yo, man, this 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 format sucks, right? For lack of a better word, like, this sucks, and they didn't enjoy it. And then you see Aiden and Nick Merckx all of a sudden, you know, I guess, uh, hyping up this idea of elimination-only tournament, and those same guys, those same hypocrites, all of a sudden are back in there talking about, yes, let's do it, Fortnite. Get the get the Elim-only tourney going when we just <laughs> had, like, Chipotle do it. So, guys, this just goes to tell you, you're never going to make anyone... Always happy, right? There's always going to be those hypocrites. There's always going to be people that want to uh, ride the bandwagon, and this is one of those instances where that's kind of happening right now. Just thought it was interesting to kind of toss that other side out there. But talk about Fortnite and and how they're interacting with the community. They're doing something completely different. They are bringing a new subscription model. So we're gonna we're gonna switch the gears here. Let's talk about this new cruise subscription model that Fortnite is bringing to the table Th- because this is a big deal. They they first of all popularized Battle Passes, right? They popularized this pay for the season, unlock a bunch of unlocks and, and what feels like value for your money. Now they're taking it to the next step. They're taking virtual purchases and currency to the next step. Let's talk about the crew subscription model.
1: Yeah, and this is actually something really interesting. And I think we're going to see a lot of other games kind of pick up on a similar model to this because this is huge, Right. So $11.99 a month, USD. You get 1,000 V-Bucks. You get a special crew outfit. And as long, as long as you are subscribed, you get the battle pass for that season. So imagine the value there. You look at 1,000 V-Bucks. That's like $7.50 or $8. You look at a battle pass. That's $10. You look at a full outfit with pickaxe, back bling, um, outfit, etc. cetera. That's, that could be another $10, $15, $20 on itself. So imagine being able to get most of that every single month in the battle class for an entire season. Like This is a really interesting way for them to uh, keep people engaged with the game because that is essentially what they're doing here. They're utilizing a subscription model, not only to provide an ad- additional benefit to the player, but also to keep people engaged because you know what? You're more likely to engage with something like this if you are subscribed, not as much as if you're just buying every once in a while.
0: And also, just think about it. If there were those people out there that were on the edge, like, yeah, you know, I don't really know if I see the value in it. I feel like this is just another step into the deep end, man, getting people to say, okay, I can work for this. I think I can get my money's worth out of this. And I think they are, once again, just becoming very, very innovative. And, I mean, Fortnite, don't forget, guys, it's still a very much free game. So you still have the same experience as everyone else, but there's something about... The way that Fortnite has been able to really capitalize on the, uh, you know, monetize off of the cosmetic side, right? Off of the cosmetic experience and the challenges and whatnot. Dude, it's infectious. People love this. And Fortnite's player base has only grown since COVID has hit. It's only become more and more popular. If you look at the players that have participated in the last FNCS and the uh, the dream hacks and stuff like that, these numbers have doubled. They have tripled. They've grown in size. The Brazilian region is blowing up now. It's literally rivaling the amount of players that play on the NA East region. So they're now seeing eye to eye. What's that going to be or translate into as the, uh, the money starts rolling in from those regions and when it comes down to competitive loot pools or a prizing pool, I should say, because this is going to change the entire... Uh, landscape it really is going to change the entire ecosystem it's definitely going to resurge fortnite on on a uh, dollar sign level right like that's going to probably please all the higher ups because i have a feeling with how much value they're giving here it's they're going to sell they're going to sell a lot
1: yeah i don't doubt it it really only makes sense for people to utilize the subscription model in comparison to what they're already doing and now you'll catch the people that are like, oh, man, like, normally I'd buy V-Bucks, but now let me use this on the subscription. And then they leave it active, and maybe they weren't going to buy V-Bucks the next month. There you go. Now you, now Fortnite's got two months. And not only, like Monster said, does that two months make a difference to Fortnite, they can make that or put that into a prize pool and more prize pools and et cetera back into Fortnite. And you're just...
0: I was going to say, here's the thing, like if you guys have ever played mobile games or you've ever played a, a title like Fortnite for a long time, eventually it the, the numbers always go down. It becomes more and more user friendly, more and more welcoming for other yeah. people to jump in. So this is a natural evolution cycle. And this didn't just pop up. I'm almost certain this was very much calculated maybe a year or two ago to... Again, innovate the space and resurge buyers because, you know, some people might think of this as like, oh, Epic needs more money. They're not making as much. They need to do something different. This is why they're giving stuff away. But yes, of course, everyone's going to naturally go through the ebbs and flows, right? The dips and highs but it's naturally going to lose interest unless you continue to innovate and do different stuff. I mean, that's why I basically just released a new YouTube series, right? Think of it from the way you guys consume content. You want something different all the time. Even this is a great example of this podcast, right? Having Panda now as a part of this, it changes up the voice, it changes up the perspective, changes the feel up, but sometimes you need that to continue to be relevant and to keep interest, right? Of people tuning in from the outside.
1: Yeah, I got to agree there. And and like you mentioned, this is not something that was just thought up overnight because they need the money. Honestly, we've seen leaks of stuff like this for a while. People talking about that, hey, look, it looks like they're working on this. It looks like they're working on this. Well, finally, December 2nd, it's here. And we're excited, man. I know I am personally, especially that first crew outfit. Holy, like a, a nice little galaxy um, rainbow bundle. That's pretty sick. So...
0: Obviously, they're changing the game once again here with the subscription models and all that good stuff. I want to propose this question. Do you think Fortnite and Apple are going to finally get to a deal or is the innovative approach of Fortnite working or Epic Games, I should say, working with NVIDIA to do their new model to bring, I guess, Fortnite back to Apple devices is going to be the nail in the coffin on that front.
1: Yeah, I definitely think both Apple and Epic Games, they're hard-headed. They're not going to come to the table with something that provides extreme compromise for either party. Number one, what Apple's doing when it comes to the App Store, and we've talked about it on previous episodes, but what they're doing is essentially taking such a large chunk away from the developers. And it, it honestly, it makes it hard for them to to truly thrive. But on top of that, you look at like Epic Games, for instance they know if they can put their game on the devices through a different channel, they're still successful in what they're attempting to do because that's really what they want to do. They want to provide a different way to get into these games and to purchase these games and participate. That doesn't require sending a 30% cut to Apple.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Right. And so you just look at the business model and how legally behind all the scenes, all that stuff works, these whole monopolies that kind of control the spaces, um, I mean, it, it, it's one that uh, is a little too complex for my brain to rattle on the topic right now. But I just wanted to shoot it out there because, again, it is a very much ongoing issue. And it's one that hasn't left. It may not be on the front lines anymore. But, yes, it's still a battle that's going on. And we'll continue to tap into that because I know a lot of our listeners were definitely tapping into that mobile space as well. Let's talk about yeah. what's coming up next, though, just in general today. Is a big day for the practice server if you guys are unfamiliar with the practice server and open scrims i actually run all the operation and business out of it it's one of the biggest ecosystems for competitive practice in the na and eu regions and basically we've been growing over the last year we've been producing a lot of big large-scale events and we slowly but surely gain more and more partnerships along the timeline this time around i'm unleashing a new series for the practice server. And it's called the NA Showcase. So what we're doing is we're taking the best players from the West region and pairing them up against the best players from the East region in a two-day grand finals competition for $10,000. It's happening this weekend, guys, today, the 28th. When you listen to this, you'll be able to find this um, tournament going on tonight at 5 p.m. EST. But more importantly, if you don't get to see this, don't worry, the VODs will be live on the Twitch channel, Twitch.tv forward slash practice server check out what it is that we're producing here we're working with nursery street gaming to bring this one all to life they're actually going to be our production partners on this one but it is a very much big deal we're unleashing something pretty huge for the community and the invitational slash opens have already happened but hey at least you guys can tune in and watch the spectacle and i'll be casting that later now this leads us to our next big topic as we start to round out this episode the new season panda it's coming up next week
1: yeah, it is, man, and I just don't know what to expect. I think big map changes, because you already know Galactus is going to wreak havoc, um, but real topics are, what do we think for meta changes, loot pool changes, and and all around map changes? Are we going to see more biomes like Monster D face likes? Are we going to see some big shakeups to the loot pool? I know there's been some talks of even uh, a potentially another new shotgun coming to the game, uh, Uh, definitely that would cause a big meta change if it is so and please all i ask and i know we we talked about it last season coming into this season i'm going to talk about it now this season going into next please do not take away my pump shotgun like true i i just i I, it's hard for me to function without it all i'm going to say leave the pump shotgun whatever else you do i can adapt just don't touch the pump
0: yeah, and obviously, I'm sure a lot of you guys have opened your Fortnite game. And if you haven't lately, there's a countdown in the game. With every new season comes a new big event. And this time around, what is it? Galactus is coming to the Fortnite world. He's the, the the I guess, the world eater or destroyer. You can fill me in on this, Pan. I know yeah. you have way more knowledge.
1: Yeah, the Devourer of Worlds. That is Galactus's title. And I think it's going to happen, man. But it's really cool to see... All the ways that Fortnite is teasing this event. Because if you don't know at home, this event is taking place December 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is a little bit of an odd time, but this is going to be huge. Everybody's going to hop in the lobby together to fight Galactus. You're going to get in battle buses. You're going to be flying around in jetpacks. Fortnite keeps releasing more and more images about how you're going to be involved. And it looks incredible. I'm super stoked. For the first time, you're going to be able to drive the battle bus monster. What do you think of that? No way!
0: These might be leaks here, guys. So you no, know, no don't... leaks. Are you sure?
1: Positive. Fortnite tweeted out that get ready to drive the battle wow. bus. This mor- all, right.
0: So, all right, all right, all right. happening, man? Listen, I'm down to drive the battle bus, man. This sounds like it's gonna be sick. So we'll be able to take the battle bus, and yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be a grand event. Like everyone working together to tackle down what might be galactus showing up and trying to body the fortnite world and hey if we fail guys which we probably should just let them you know blow the world up so we get a new one um (laughs) we might get a new map or maybe there's gonna be some crazy damage done to the fortnite world so we're gonna get some serious map changes anyways coming into new season i almost feel like it is inevitable right like uh, undoubtedly we will get some something major something new to the world now this does lead us into the loop pool. Obviously, we don't really want it to change. This season has been one of the better seasons. This has been one of the greatest seasons when it comes down to loop pool. 100% chess spawn aside, right? I think that's yeah. that's the only big issue from the players. I guess we can come back with uh, maybe some, some launch pads, maybe take out the shock impulse waves, right? Bring back the normal impulses. But there's a little room to mess with here. But for the most part... Comp Fortnite has really done a great job separating the two loop pools and really building the comp sign in its one own direction and public in its own way. I wanted to talk about map changes in particular because I know that it's still a big issue within the comp community for Mythics to not be in the game. Now, I want to talk about this for a second here because I believe that this season they did a much, much better job with Mythics. Uh, the, The group ball... The Silver Surfer launch board, when those weren't competitive, I don't think anyone yeah. was complaining. They were great mythic items. Obviously, Doom's Ball got a little weird for trios, and it was disabled for that reason. But at least it wasn't as bad as the Caddy's Launcher. So again, a step in the right direction. Now, what I do want to talk about is vaults, because the vaults are clearly power, power drop spot locations that allow you to really stagger your loot into uh. you know, its own realm of strength, right? Let's put it that way when it comes down to how you stack it against the other enemies on the lobby. Do you think that we should have more locations like this so that players can decide where they want to gamble to really pop up a power loop? Or should we not have this option at all? I'm on the side of the fence that I think this time around, having two major draw spots next to one another is probably the real big issue. Starks and Dooms being so close with one another. I think if yeah. they were in two opposite sides of the map, it would have really evened out. And, and because, again, because I think players should have the option if you want to throw this your tournament away because you're landing at the hottest drop <laughs> because you're going to get the best loot, that you should have that option to do so.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree here. Now you remember, we saw it a few seasons ago, where everywhere had vaults. You had Midas and the Drum Gun in a vault there. You had Fortilla with a vault. You, I mean, so we've seen it where there's been several vaults, and it does disperse people across the map. But I think it shouldn't be as dispersed, right? It really well, is, should well, be here's, more risk for reward. Here's the
0: difference, though. When we had all those great vaults everywhere, we also had ridiculous mythics to back it up, like. The Grappler, Sky's Assault Rifle, the Boom it, like It wasn't really even close to the same realm of balance, at least for what you were gaining from these drop spots, versus the world that we were just playing in this map right now. So I think if you take the philosophy of how it's pretty balanced right now, and the vault just grants you power loot, and you put that the way it was dispersed before, I do believe that we're looking at a much better map and experience for comp.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree to some extent. I think maybe, like you said, two two places that are split apart, or if they do add more places, make sure they're not close to each other because that ultimately is what makes that drop so powerful. You drop Stark, hit the vault, and then go down and contest Dooms. Like you, ha- no matter what, you have the best drop. Like you have the best loot. You can do whatever you need to, especially rotationally as far as mats go and where to rotate from. Because Stark, for example. You have the zip lines that get you get you down and get you to a new place. You have the cars, because those Stark cars will, take, will go flying. No gas needed. You have a boost in it. I mean, the potential there is crazy. So if we have another POI that not only provides that great loot, but also rotational items, it definitely needs to be uh, further apart or even closer to the edge of the map.
0: Yep, I'm feeling it. So, we'll see what they end up doing. Obviously, guys, we are going to get some big map changes. Marvel is not going anywhere. I'm sure Epic and Fortnite have already stated that, hey these guys have this long-lasting either partnership or collaboration in the works so obviously it's gonna it's gonna start off it's gonna kick off with this whole galactus event who knows what next set of heroes skins, and you know battle pass themes we will get i'm assuming they're gonna mix it up epic never does the same thing twice so yes we might still get marvel heroes and whatnot integrated into the next one but it's probably gonna be a lot different as far as the theming goes so i'm hoping to see just that talking about things going differently and you know, platforms never doing the same. This brings us to our last topic here about Twitch. Now, this new feature of affiliate that was introduced just a couple years ago. Um, little, little. I'm gonna backtrack here. Fun history from Monster for a second. I've been on Twitch for seven years as a partnered content creator, ladies and gentlemen. When we came to this platform, it was bare bones, like streaming. And the gaming culture was not popular. If anything, it was like the nerdiest thing in the world. Now it's the cool thing to do, which is like crazy how quickly uh, the tides change, right? <laughs> but also the platform. The well, platform is very much bare bones. Uh, if you was able to get partner back then, you needed a much, much higher threshold to break to. We're talking 500 plus average concurrent viewers watching your stream um, every single time you went live. Nowadays, wow. you only need 75 average just to get partner, and people struggle even to get that. So imagine when I got partnered, you needed to be like you needed to be killing it on the Twitch platform. Um, which which was crazy, which was crazy. So I'm very proud we were able to do that. Self pat on the back, but. Now they changed it, right? Now they introduced affiliates. Affiliates, four average concurrence, like three average concurrence, a um, couple hours yeah. of streaming a week, and all of a sudden now you can grant yourself, you can unlock the same kind of access to get subscription-based model going for your channel so that you can make money and, and monetize the channel. Twitch has taken it a step further, and this has caused a serious fire under the community. I'm going to let you take us through this topic really quickly, Panda, and then we can talk about our perspectives, but go ahead, take the floor. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and break down Twitch affiliate. For those of you who don't know, like Monster said, it's three concurrent viewers, twelve-hour stream, and fifty followers combined together. That is not necessarily an easy feat, especially for an easy uh, or beginner streamer. So to get there, it can be a struggle. Now, the Monster Cat, which is a license-free, copyright-free music service that is a sub- that is subscription-based, is now connected with Twitch, and now. And offering Twitch affiliate status, basically, if you sign up for their subscription service, which it kind of goes against what affiliate and partner is. If I mean, at the end of the day, if I could buy partner right now and get a check mark, I'm going to buy partner, right? But is it really going to make a big difference for me in my career? Probably not. It's not that that earned respectfully, but also it's not going to provide any kind of additional benefit other than the fact that, yeah, now somebody can press the subscribe button. But guess what? If you don't have three concurrent viewers or 50 followers to press that subscribe button, you're not going to get subscribers anyway.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it gets really, really weird how, um, again, they just try to game the system in a sorts. But I think it gets even crazier because of how much backlash they received. Monster Cat actually went out of their way and started spreading the message that, hey, Actually, in order to unlock the subscription, unlock the affiliate status, yada, yada, you need the same stats. But I have a feeling this was an audible. This was a play that came in off the hip very late because Twitch realized, all right, we can't just sell status away. They've never you know done that before it is yeah literally against streamer culture right to buy viewers and do what they call it quote unquote view botting, right because if it's like that I mean, you might as well pay for viewers and you might as well get partnership or something like that so it just it just kind of was an awkward one right it goes against the grain of what streaming is uh, for the community because the whole idea is you, you do it not for the money not Right, for the for the monetary aspect, but you do it because you yeah. enjoy it, because you want to share your experience and then you gain if you gain success, right, because you work hard enough, then hey, it is what it is and you get to kinda grow with that. But um, I feel like Twitch really I don't know, they just try to introduce this you know, real capitalistic side, I guess, to it. And uh yeah, yeah it, it kinda it, it kinda came with a backfire.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely backfired. The community was was kind of taken back that this would even be a thing. But I understand, right? I understand what Twitch is trying to do. They're they're in a, a tough spot, like we mentioned before, with all the DMCA strikes, et cetera. They're like, we need to figure out something to incentivize people to use copyright-free music because people still aren't doing it. They're They're playing the music in the background. And not only is it hurting the streamer when they do that, but it's hurting Twitch. And these labels are not happy with the way that Twitch is handling this whole situation. So this is Twitch trying... Like as the the house is burning down, trying to figure out a solution uh, to get people to start using this platform that is Monster Cat and and copyright free music, but ultimately it's not the best way to do it. You see, there there are free options out there like Harris Heller with the stream beats and and stuff like that. That is copyright free. That is free for you to use. It's out there on every platform, and you don't have to pay a subscription model for it. But this is kind of Monster Cat benefiting off of Twitch's unfortunate situation in a way that really isn't even benefiting anybody here.
0: And just to take it a step further, Twitch has been doing nothing but highlighting uh, music artists on their front page. Like I really feel like they're trying so desperately, so, so hard to frontline all these artists and really break into the music industry because I'm assuming in their eyes, obviously they're kind of the Kings of the gaming realm if you want to call it that and as this wildfire has been growing in the esports space and whatnot they've become the natural hub the natural mecca so they don't really need to put in any more resources it's kind of taking care of itself they've gotten that you know too big to fail in a ways but i think now they're trying to take over the other market they're trying to take over the music market they're trying to you know put all these resources in it. it's pretty it's pretty blatant it's pretty obvious that they're really putting a lot in there and again it's it's not going in their favor. I feel like this is one of those instances where you wake the bear and now you have to deal with it. They wanted all this attention for music. They're stepping on toes, right, in the music industry. And now, yeah. you know, you have everyone saying, all right, Switch, you want to play in this world? This is how we play. And all the strikes are coming out. And now, you know, the, the content creators are getting, um, you know, involved now because they're getting flagged down. And, you know, it, it's, it's quite a big issue now.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And it's unfortunate that the content creators are, are the ones taking the brunt of it. They were never given any kind of tools or preparation, uh, similar to like YouTube back in, I think it was like 10 years ago. They are a few years ago, at least, they dealt with a similar situation. They dealt with all these copyright strikes coming in from the music industry. Guess what YouTube uh, created ways to cut out any kind of content that would be infringing on that they they tried to help their creators. Maybe it still wasn't the best response, but it's definitely more than Twitch is doing right now because Twitch really isn't kind of isn't doing anything other than trying to boost up Monster Cat, which ultimately is not, I mean, is I'll not come, the best option either.
0: I'll come to Twitch's defense on this one. They do have a, a system in place where if their I guess algorithm recognizes copyrighted music, they mute portions of your stream. So you know, let's let's not say they don't have any system in place. They are or they have yeah. had a system for quite some time, but clearly it's not working. It's not as efficient. Um yeah. because now, you know, more of these labels are a bit more proactive in hunting down these claims and strikes for the pennies, right? Anything that they can grab. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like where where we all come. But all right. I think I think that's about wraps up this whole buying Twitch affiliate DMCA claims and all the other topics in between the fortnite new map is coming guys hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode episode 125 we're a quarter through this next 100 kind of crazy panda thanks for being a part of this Crazy. crazy ride um yeah i'm gonna give you the floor let the people at home know where they can find you so we can get ready for this next episode
1: yeah absolutely So if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitch Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash LifeWithPanda and also on Twitter, LifeWPanda. Hit me up if you have any questions about anything going on. I'm more than happy to chat with you. And as
0: always, guys, you can send all your complaints directly to me at the Of course, follow us on Twitter at Fortnite Podcast if you just want to see the pings. I'm trying, I'm trying to organize to get some content going out there. I know I've been slacking, but hey, we got those automated messages. So at least if you follow it, you see the pings. You know, a new episode dropped if you don't already get the ping. And other than that, guys, tune in for everything that we're doing uh, with the Monster Deepbase brand, right? On the practice server front with tournaments and or just the content in general. I just launched a new series on YouTube. Find it at Monster D face across all social medias. I'll see you guys in the next episode. So don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.